welcome back to Bricks and Clicks. Your hosts, Johnny and Connor, standing by in the green room, probably eating up all the cocktail sausages we brought in for them. We are going to be continuing the conversation around the annual planning cycle. Johnny, Colin, take it away. Lucas, it's good to be back. It is. We missed you on the last one. Fun recording in person. Not fun trying to set up the, the technical challenges of two people in person, loud background studio, and one person remote. We missed you. Thank you. Welcome back. Oh, it's great to be back. Spring is in the air, and you know what that means. It's key learnings time. That's what Colin and I have been doing for the last three months, is developing and sharing out key learnings. And so Colin and I are both very excited to talk about the learn phase in the annual planning. If you remember in the few pods ago, we chatted around measuring and data and how to measure everything, what type of data you need. Today, we're going to talk about how do we use that data and what learnings can we develop to help sell in for the upcoming year. Uh, Colin, any thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah, I actually just got back from some sessions yesterday where we were sharing out a lot of learnings and that's, we're getting into account planning season or a lot of the brands I work on right now are in account planning. Again, that's the next phase of in the wheel that we'll be chatting about is that plan phase. And today it's how we, how do we get ready for that? How do we take the data, turn it into learnings so that we can get that into action with our customers? When we think about the learning phase, we call it key learnings. It's the big findings that you want to share out with the organization so that uh, we can make sure that we're putting our best foot forward in planning. Yeah, exactly. And it's really taking all the things that you've tried over the last couple of years because you're selling into a wide range of customers, you're launching new products, you're running different trade strategies, maybe you've taken a price increase. And so now it's our opportunity to go and see what worked, what didn't work, and how can we take that moving forward and really setting, I like to think about it, your strategic role of trade. That's one of the big outcomes here. And so you can provide that clear guidance of where we want to go as a sales team we sell in. And we'll typically do that around all the sales control, as we've talked about in the past, distribution, pricing, promotion, and shelving. So what are our big learnings around those buckets? So it's always an exciting time for me. I love this part of the year when we're seeing what worked, what didn't work, and what can we do. Yeah, they're like DSMP or 4Ps or MAPs. You might've heard one of these terms. They're all different flavors of what you mentioned, Johnny. And they're, they're ways of organizing your findings around some pillars on what the sales organization can actually can actually influence. I guess maybe use like maps for today. Yeah, that works. I love it. Yeah. So maps. what are the, so maps is, what do those letters stand for? It's M-A-P-S. Yeah. So merchandising, assortment, pricing, and shelving. So we can start with merchandising. So that's all around promotions, in-store promotions, TPRs, buying future events, anything around merchandising. That's where you're going to really set their frequency is a big one too. And that's where you're going to focus on that is that's the M. A. So to me, a couple of big questions there, I want to look at our, what's our skew priority? Has that changed at all? Do we need to update? Hey, we need to move this flavor higher up the list because it's doing really well in market right now. Also, what items are currently at risk? How much is that new distribution point worth? Incrementality is a long list of questions that you want to focus on in assortment because P is pricing. Mm -hmm. So taking the list price increase, have we taken a pricing action in the past year? What were the results? So what did we see from a baseline demand? How did that change? Do we need to consider taking one moving forward? Are there key thresholds we want to invest? There's a lot of things around pricing. When I think about that, I think about the inventory on the shelf. So how much inventory can we have? What's our supply look like? How many facings? Where do we want to shelf? So any recommendation around that specifically could also be around what part of the store. Do we want to be in the pharmacy? Do we want to be in center store? Do we want to be in the cooler? And that's also going to be a part of shelving and providing direction around that as 
that gives you a quick rundown. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Not really. I guess the, it can be a little bit daunting sometimes developing the maps because you can go so many different directions and like some can be challenging to get all of your insights and knowledge down to a one or two page kind of document you can hand off to the sales team. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're selling direction. And so a lot of the learning process is twofold, right? It's okay. We actually need to learn the stuff. We need yeah. to understand, yeah, what do we want to go do? And then the second part is, okay, how do we actually communicate that to a sales organization in a way that they can understand it, speak to it intelligently with buyers, yeah. and then actually go execute it. And of course, the execution comes into that next phase of like planning. And the fourth part of the wheel that we have that we'll talk about in a, at a future date is the execution part, third or fourth, depending on where you want to start. It goes around in a loop. But that part between planning and when you actually measure again is the execution. I think it's also important during this phase is you want to really work cross-functionally and get key questions that people might have in the business, right? So reach out to marketing, reach out to finance, reach out to ops, reach out to the field, of course, and, and kind of crowdsource and say, hey, what big questions do you have about your business that we might be able to, to answer and that can inform our upcoming strategy? That's an important part. That's how we usually would kick off the learn phase is, hey, what are the big questions that are on people's minds right now that they would like to get answered and inform the strategy? Yeah. We always start things with that. Yeah, and I really love that. I love that part of the process because not only does it give you, it usually brings some interesting questions, maybe some views um, or some angles that we don't think about from the sales side as often. Yeah. Um, but it also increases the amount of confidence that the rest of the organization has in the sales team when you can get these questions, like supply doesn't always know what sales is doing. So they might have right. some questions on like, how are we promoting? What, like, why do we promote? What do the promotions do? And then you actually get to answer those and it becomes much more collaborative. The, the ops side understands why the selling strategies are what they are and what the impact will be. Yep. And then when they have to make decisions, they just have more information on what's going on in market or they know the questions to ask. Yeah. It's essentially like you're educating the entire organization around what happened and what we're trying to go do. So some examples around this could be new items. So you launched this new item last year and maybe beat your expectations or it was below expectation, but that's usually as far as it gets. But now we're going to go and say, hey, why did that happen? So what's the why? Did we not get the ECV we were targeting? Are our velocities coming in higher than expected? Did we not run the promotions? Whatever that is, that's important information to drill down to the maps, separate it there, and then educate the, the organization on what happened. Yeah. I think we call it learning because it is, yeah. it's learning. learning. Like if yeah. the person, people developing these strategies are, are learning, but there's also, once you share it out, everyone you're sharing it with is also learning. So it's a journey. You have to take people along. It also, it can help to quell some organizational exuberance to borrow a word from Rick Collins. Sometimes we like to think that new items or strategies are going to have an impact. If we don't go through the process of actually learning from what we did in the past, we might go on thinking that, uh, that new items awesome because it tastes awesome. yeah when in reality it just might not be turning and then okay we can get ahead of that but yeah. we need to learn these things so that we can actually go do stuff with i think one of the yeah and i think one of the big examples that comes to mind when you mention that i know we're on the path of new items is one of the big learnings we see consistently across all categories all the brands we work in for many years is around performance of new items and how quickly they stable. And so this has always been an interesting conversation when we work with brands in this period around learning is, yeah, you launched this new product last year. And what we found is after about like 16 weeks of in-market in performance, where your velocity lands. So when I'm talking velocity, I mean on a dollars or units per store per week. So it ramps up, but it quickly stabilizes. And to be honest, 16 weeks being generous, it's usually 12 weeks or 10 weeks. You're going to know how these items are going to do. 
And so that's a really important learning so that we can say, and we can adjust. Cause what we found is a lot of times you launch something and after 16 weeks of performance, it's below expectations and the companies will start throwing a lot of money at it. So marketing dollars, trade support, whatever it is, a lot of investment, hoping that's going to drive trial and then drive more velocities, higher velocities. And that's just, we've just not seen that the case in most instances. It's, it's that's what you are. And so if you're not happy with that performance, maybe it's time to come up with something new to replace that on shelf. that's going to be at risk or, or whatever. You just really want to, to focus on that and really track against that velocity. So we usually spend a lot of time in those learning phase reporting on all the new launches from the prior year. Yeah. So I guess for the listeners out there, if there's a company that doesn't process, just annual process in place, and they are thinking about doing a key learnings process yeah. to inform their planning, what's the kind of minimum, what, what's the output or the minimum viable key learnings do you think that they should be working towards for the first time doing this? Because it obviously is a process that evolves over time and improves. What's that base level key learnings from your point of view, Johnny? I think I'd always start if we had to do anything around distribution. So I'd really want to educate the, the company around our current performance in market. So where are we selling and how fast are we moving? Those would be the two things I'd really want to just, that's the foundation, right? Set the stage there. And then how does that inform your priority rank? So where do you want to go next? So really telling the field, what's the next tier of items we want to go after if you have these tiers and this is the priority, fix the mix, all that stuff. That's where I'd want to certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe some, something that if you're doing it for the first time is to get a couple questions from each of the other functions of the organization. doesn't need to be too many questions. There's a, there, you know, there's only so much time we, we have, right. To, to, to work on these things. So the one or two things you wish you knew more about from like finance, from ops, from. Yeah, exactly. And, and just keep it focused. So you can really get some good, strong insights on those questions. So you don't overwhelm everyone. Cause this is a process. We call it the wheel because you repeat it over and over and over again. Every year you get better at it. You get yeah. the next question. Now you're not going to get it all in the one year. Just a yeah. really good call. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up our discussion on learning. So what's next? We're going to move, going to move into planning next, right? Planning's the next phase. So we call it account planning. It's a crucial part of the, the full year process to get these learnings and the direction you want at a high level down to the customer level and adjust. So we'll dive into yeah. that in the next episode. Great. Lucas, thanks as always for your intros slash co-hosting slash producing. And to all of our listeners out there, please don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell all the people you know who have no idea how the grocery industry works if you want to give them some insights. Next time you're buying bananas, just tap someone on the shoulder and say, hey, got an iPhone on you? Go to Bricks and Clicks on Apple. Yeah, that one. Subscribe. Now you know. It's that easy. It's that easy. Okay, thanks, guys. And uh, thanks to all our, our, our listeners. And next up, we will be chatting about account planning. Thanks, everyone. That's what